All right, so Bobby Green, Grant Dawson, Tim. Interesting card. I know you said you think it's a sneaky good one. Not so sure myself, but we'll see. Maybe I'll change my pitch after this little breakdown. Yeah, well, first I want you to ask me how I've been since we last talked. What am I drinking? I, I don't want to because I know what you're going you're gonna to say. I know exactly what you're going to say. I'm drinking the coffee beans you had to send me because Raphael Fiziev's knee decided to break. Yeah, well, that's <sighs> the fight game. That is the fight game. It was going to be a good fight, too. It was gonna. It was gonna be good. How All are right, the beans, so by wanna... the way? Huh? How are the beans, by the way? They're they're actually very good. Um, I'm very uh, pleasantly surprised. You sent me some good ones. The Copper Moon. Delicious. Yeah. You thought I was gonna have a, a shitty coffee taste. I got that. Yeah, I thought you were gonna go to like Ocean State Job Law and get like the <laughs> the the beans that were roasted 20 years ago to be fair you should have gotten Folgers from the way that Gamrot won but you know I was a good sport about it hey you gotta be you gotta be yeah alright let's see here so um, what's the first fight on this card Montana De La Rosa and JJ Aldrich yep. interesting it's a pick yeah, this yeah, it's a pick'em, um, uh, but to me, uh, I, I think, I think you're gonna have to to lean more towards the uh, Montana De La Rosa side, at least, at least for me. But this is gonna be a, a hard a hard stop for me anyway. I'm done. I'm done betting on these uh, cards where or fights where women I mean, they're so so close. Um, I got smoked on. On the last card, where the one girl was almost fifty years old fighting a twenty-two year old, <laughs> and the twenty-two year old got the breaks for. Um, but this one, if I was to lean towards a pick'em, I'd go Montana De La Rosa just for the simple fact that her last two losses are against uh, Macy Barber and Tatiana Suarez. Um, Tatiana uh, subbed her. Um, you know that's okay. And then um, before that. She had a win over Ariane Lipsky, uh, and then a, a, a draw with uh, uh, Myra Bueno Silva, which is we know how she's doing right now. And then before that, she had a, a loss to uh, Vivian Arroyo. Uh, but her those two losses that um, to me the Macy Barber and the Tatiana Suarez are good losses. And then with JJ, JJ is a dog. Um, I mean that in the the best way possible. She just finished uh, Na Liang, uh, which we we were uh, pleasantly surprised. I didn't think she was going to get a finish. I thought she was going to win by decision, and she shocked us all. Yes. Yeah, um, and before that, she had a loss to Arian uh, Lipsky, which if we do MMA math, which works sometimes, Montana De La Rosa has a win over. So that's why I'm liking her a little bit more. And her other loss was to Aaron Blanchfield. Um, guillotine choke, standing guillotine choke, which was nasty, but that's also Aaron Blanchfield. Um, so I'm not, I mean, I'm not a big JJ fan. Uh, I thought she would win last fight. She did, but I think Montana, even though her record isn't currently the best, um, I think she's, she's fighting... Um, 
a little bit. Besides the Aaron Blanchfield and the Jillian Robertson, um, I think Montana's uh, fighting a, a little bit tougher competition, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna lean the same way. I think Montana is just a better grappler than JJ Aldrich, and also she's just a little bit more tenacious with her fighting than JJ Aldrich, in my opinion. JJ, you know, I've bet on her in the past. I felt like she, you know, rightful favorite in some, and then she was overvalued in some of her fights. But you know, this one, I do think she does deserve to be at least even, or maybe even a little bit of an underdog. I'll go with Montana. Uh, she'll be in like those 12 leg parlays where it's the entire card sort of a deal but outside of that i'm completely not touching this with a 10 foot pole because this just screams you know volatility it screams close decision it screams 29 28 split decision so fuck that i will keep my money for more fights later on so montana's the pick but i i don't i don't have any sort of confidence in it yeah, I, I mean it should be it should be somewhat decent. I need I would like to see Montana get back on, on the the winning side. Um, she really she really needs it. Her back's against the wall on this one. Yeah, for sure. This next one, one of the best nicknames on the card for sure. The Mongolian Murderer. That's fucking dope, Tim. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's yeah he's something else. I think he's probably gonna win this fight. If I had to, if I had to chime in, I don't think, I don't think I'll have any money on this one either. It'll be just like Montana De La Rosa, but I think uh, Oriki Lang, just a little bit more technical of a striker, and I think that'll probably do him well. He can keep distance and just kind of plot away. His last loss was to Zahabi, and then before that, he beat Jay Perrin, beat Cameron Else, lost to Cody Durden, and lost to Jeff Molina. And, I mean, those are decent losses. Molina, Durden, and then if you guys know Zahabi, you know Zahabi. Um, so, I mean, I think he's got a decent a decent little track record here. And I'll go, I'll go him by decision. Close decision again. It screams 29-28 sort of a deal. So, I'm not touching it again, but I'll pick Ori Kilang. Yeah, I'm going to go with him too. I just think, well, here's the thing. This is also a, a late uh, replacement, right? Yep. I think so. so. He's coming yeah. in. Yeah, he's he's coming in. Um, I forget who Munoz was supposed to fight originally, but Montel Jackson. Montel Jackson. So, but here's the thing: the Mongolian murderer. He's got uh, tons of experience. Um, they're pretty much the same age. I I think that experience and and coming in fresh, um, and and kind of just kind of throwing it all all at the wall here. I think he should be able to get it done. I don't think I don't think Munoz is. I don't know. It's when you're training for somebody and then they bring in a completely different person, it can kind of mess with you. Um, and we've seen that the last couple guys, um, at least some of the fights that that stand out, mostly was the fight where uh, Jack Madalena. Remember they brought that Bass Basser guy or Bassell. Yep. Um, and it was a big problem. Um, that just off the type of my head how these fights can go. Um, I'm not touching this one either, but but I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, the Mongolian murderer take it here, man. Me too. I'm kind of a fan, to be honest. I watched uh, his his win over Jay Perrin, and then I didn't watch the Zahabi fight because it was you know so quick. But 
I watched the Jay Perrin fight and I watched the Cody Durden fight and I was I mean I like the guy. I think it's I think he's a pretty decent fighter. He's fought some, you know, Cody Durden's not nobody these days. He's got a couple wins put together, so I think he's going to come in and, and do pretty well and it's it's pretty close on the line right now, so um, you know, I think that's probably about right. I think both those fights, those first two fights are pretty close fights could go either way. This next one though, um, we have a minus 300 favorite in Kanako Murata from Japan, taking on Vanessa Demopoulos plus 240. Tim, any strong leans? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on the Kanako Murata side here. Just for the simple fact that her last fight uh, against uh, Jinjan Droba Right, that's who she lost to. That was a doctor stoppage to a uh, shoulder injury. Yep. Jandroba. Um, other than that, her record, she's been on a tear. She's got the win over Randa Marcos. Um, she's got a win over uh, Emily uh, Ducote. What's that, in Invicta? Um, um, Invicta, what is? I think that is. Yeah, I think that is. And then she's got some nice uh, wins over in Ryzen. I just think, see, this is what's going to get me in trouble. I'm going to go with the younger fighter uh, with the better record. Um, I just don't think Vanessa uh, Demopoulos is going to be able to to do it. She's 35. Um, she's coming off, off of a loss to Carolina Kolkiewicz, which I think she's, she's washed, to be honest with you, but she's stringing them together. Um, but before that, I mean, she's got a couple, a couple decent wins, um, but nothing really that stands out for me. Yeah, uh, I think this is just, this is just kind of a one of those fights where they're just kind of putting the contracts together and, and getting people their fights. It's the end of the year. Um, we got some big pay per views coming up. Some of these fights aren't going to be the best, but. I mean, uh, what do you think is the best fight on the this, card? The best fight on the card is probably going to be. Uh, I like the the Drew Dober fight. Um, That's a good fight. I, I like, like the Bill fight, Algeo the fight. Billy, the Algeo fight. The Alex Noel fight's going to be good. The Joe Pfeiffer uh, fight's going to be good. Bobby Green's going to be good. That's what I'm saying. So there are going to be good fights. Nate Maness, right? So we're getting yeah. there. Uh, Diana Belbita, oh baby. So we're we're getting there. So it's kind of just getting these ones out of the way. Um, and unfortunately, I like I like the Montana De La Rosa fight. Um, I like the Mongolian murderer. This one right here is kind of the only one in the. You know, I hate to say it, but the Carolina Kolokavich and the Diana Belbita fight is probably going to be, uh, you know, not that great. So it's really only these two fights, uh, unfortunately, that I don't think are going to really uh, pop for us. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see this being just a slow grinder. But here's my deal with this fight. I am done betting women's MMA if they're minus 250 or more. Unless it's something like Marina Rodriguez, where we'd already seen the fight. She's clearly a better fighter. You know, we thought she was going to beat the shit out of her. She went out there, beat the shit out of her. Unless it's something along those lines, then I might think about, but I'm done betting any women fighter 
more than minus 250. I'll bet, you know, you know those dominant ones, like I just said. But if it's these early uh, career fighters like Murata, where we haven't seen her fight five times in the UFC, that sort of a thing, and she's yeah. minus 300, and she's actually minus 340 on DraftKings right now, I'm just going to stay away. Uh, and I'll pick Demopolis just from the standpoint of fading those huge favorites. And Demopolis has UFC caliber wins, so... I mean, but it's again, it's gonna be nothing, nothing that I'm gonna run, run home about and throw more than, you know, zero dollars on. I will have zero on Demopolis, but she's gonna be the pick just because, you know, just because the price next to her name and the fact that women's MMA is usually, you know, so closely, I guess, you know, it's competitive. There's always, there's always these close decisions between massive underdogs and, and massive favorites and that sort of a thing. So, Demopolis. For me, I guess, um, but again, it's not anything that I'm like super happy about or wanting to put any single dollar bill on at all. No, I'm I'm right there. I'm right there with you, to be honest. This will be a fun fight, though. This next one, Nate Maness. This... And I don't know how to say that name. You can go for it, Tim. Uh, give me, give me one, Mateus. Mendonca. Mateus Mendonca. Is the does the little thing on the bottom of the sea like make it Mendonca? Mendon I'm not sure. Um, man, I'm Irish. We don't we don't have stuff like that. So I'm just <laughs> we'll call it Mateus. Yeah, Mateus. Um this one is gonna be a good one. And I think the the line is a little bit skewed here. Um with with Mateus being the minus two seventy favorite according to uh, Tapology. Yeah. Granted he's he had he came out um was on the contender series, right? Came out fresh, um, got a nice finish, and then he comes to uh the UFC, uh his first fight, he loses to Basharat. Um which is fine, it, you know. It, it's uh, is this the younger or the older brother of the Bashara? I think uh, this is Javid. I think is the younger one. Well, regardless, one of the brothers, and I think the brothers are both of them are phenomenal. It's almost like the Bonfim brothers, um, oh. where I think they're both fantastic. Oh, this is the older one. So this we, is the older one. So, so with that being said, you come in. They gave him a, a tough as hell fight. Um, it went, you know, all three rounds, lost the decision. Got it. He's young, 24 years old. But now he's going against Nate Maness, right? He's older, 32. Um, granted, he doesn't have as, as many... Um, much, yeah, let's put it this way. He doesn't have much more uh, fighting experience when it comes to professional fights. I'm um, seeing as he's he's fourteen and three, and Mateus is ten and one. But with some of those fights that he has the edge on, um, he's been in the UFC, so he's he's fought guys in the UFC. He's gotten finishes in the UFC. His last, granted, his last finish and his last one was two years ago against Tony Gravely. Um, but he just came off a loss uh, a year and two months ago to Umar. Nurmagomedov, who nobody wants to fight currently. And then he also uh, just lost to uh, Ulan Bekov. 
by standing guillotine. I think I think this fight is going to be closer um, closer than people think. Um, I could see this being more of a pick'em style fight, especially with with Mateus. I think I think the big thing um, to see is if he could submit him, which he's. I don't know, man. He's got right knockouts, some indecision. So he's kind of all over the place. And I think the way you beat um, Maness, or yeah, Maness is is gonna have to be by by a submission. And I think it's gonna be extremely difficult, uh, especially with Umar uh, going the distance with him with the the wrestling and and that pedigree that that he brings. Yeah. What are you thinking? Are you are you leaning on Mateus or I mean that's pretty that's a pretty moderate. Minus two seventy? That's seems too a little much. a little bit Yeah. I'm on the I mean I have pretty much the same opinion as you. I really like Mateus coming out of shoot box. I really like Mateus uh, you know, his only loss coming to a Basharat brother. The thing I don't like is, you know, the price tag attached to a Nate Maness fight. You're minus two fifty against Nate Maness. And Nate Maness is a dog in his own right. I mean, comes out of Kentucky. They got to, you know, beat meth heads off their back all day out there in Kentucky. And, and he, he shows it. He came out and knocked out Tony Gravely, who that guy knows how to fight. Tony Gravely, uh, I made a lot of money betting on him from his, his debut and on. Um, he beat Luke Sanders. He beat Johnny Munoz Jr., who we were talking about earlier. Um, he lost to, like you said, to Girulambekov and Umar Nurmagomedov. So two, you know, decent fighters. I think this could be a get-right fight for Maness, and he's a big dog here. So I'm not really sure if the UFC is seeing something in Mateus that is, you know, glaring that he's going to run through Maness. But to me, I don't think so. I think this is going to be a close fight, and I think Mateus is live to maybe knock out Maness. Uh, we have seen Maness, you know, at least susceptible to getting hit a few different times. He hasn't been, you know, knocked out, but we've seen him take some punches, you know, pretty cleanly. So I'm interested if that happens. But again, I think Maness is, is definitely the betting side here. It'll be one where I'll probably have a little bit of money on Maness and probably Maness by decision. But also, I'm going to be watching Mateus, and if he, if he, you know, if I lose my bet this week and he looks good, he's going to be someone that I'll look to bet in the future. Or if Mateus slides by a win but doesn't look very good, then I'll, I'll be looking to fade him. It's kind of those where I'm trying to get a good gauge on Mateus, but I'm also interested in betting Maness, especially at this price. This is a really good price. Yeah. What um. This is at, what weight is this going to be at? Flyweight? Yep, 125. Uh, what is Basharat's fighting at 125? Uh, or is Mateus going down? Mateus, Mateus is going, is down, going down. He's fought at bantamweight. So, that's, that's curious. I want to see how, yeah, he's going down. I don't see anything recently where he's dropped that far down in weight. I mean, we're talking 2019. Um, he's fighting bantamweight, so I don't know. 
why he think maybe because he lost the the fight to Bashara. I think that's a good go down to weight. I don't know, man. I don't think it is either. I don't. I wonder if this is if this is you know typed up wrong because him fighting it. I don't. I don't, I don't think so. And if he's he's five six. Yeah. I mean, if it would five, look six. like he could make it at five six, you, you'd think he could make one twenty five, but. Yeah, but you're going to. Who has been. 130 or 125 he's 5'10 oh yeah I, I'm liking Maness more and more um the only thing that could throw me off is if all of a sudden Mateus comes out with that that bleached hair then I'll say oh, well we'll fuck. have to go Maness by by decision because you're not getting anybody out of there yeah dude blonde hair and it might be you know load the boat on Mateus champion end of 2024 yeah, that sort of <laughs> shit. The blonde hair changes people, except for Derek Brunson. He was a fake blonde hair. He did well yeah, like once count. with blonde hair, and then he decided to let Drakus beat the brakes off of him. Oh man, dude, Drakus. this is my this is my uh, women's MMA crush, Carolina. She was my my uh, lady. All right, well I'll let you I'll let you off. Okay, so for me here, uh, again, this is just going to be a fat old pass. Uh, we saw Diana Belbita. She just beat Maria Oliveira, who might be the worst fighter I've ever seen in my entire life. So I'm happy she beat Maria Oliveira. She lost to Gloria De Paula. Who the fuck is that? She beat Hannah Goldie, which, you know, that's a, that's a decent win. She lost to Joja, and then she lost to Molly McCann. She lost a meatball. Carolina, three-fight win streak, surprisingly. She beat Vanessa Demopoulos. She beat Silvana Gomez-Juarez, and she beat Felice Herrick. Before that, she lost to Jessica Penne, and she lost to Xiaonan Yan. So, not touching this with a with a 10-foot pole, mostly because Carolina's 37, and she'll be 38. Will she be 38 on fight night? Oh, no, her week, her birthday is, I think... Right after this weekend. So sometime early next week, she'll be 38. So I won't be touching this. Uh, I think Belbita does not have a very quality win in the UFC. So I'll go Carolina just for the fact that I know what I'm getting with Carolina. She's going to come forward. She's you know fought at the highest level. So I'll pick Carolina as a pick. Um, but yeah, there's not an ounce of... Uh, you know, DraftKings Dejan and me that wants to have any money on this fight. Tim, are you are you taking the shot on Belbita, or are you feeling like just watching? Yeah. What are you feeling here? I'm just gonna watch. Um, I think Belbita could get it done, um, but this isn't. This could be a, a snooze fest, and like you said, Carolina will walk forward, but she could take she she could take some shots. Um, I don't think Belbita is is gonna go out there and and knock her out, but I think she could win a win a decision against her. Yep. So I'm I'm really I'm like I said I'm not gonna touch it, but it wouldn't surprise me if Belbita does win. Um, the only edge that I would give Carolina is just the experience. Um, 
and and how she she rebounded. She's rebounding really well because she was on she was on a huge and she came back. So this is a, a new Carolina. Let's see how long it lasts. But I, I feel like Father Time is just not on her side, and there's no better time than now for Belbita to get a win over a quality name um, like Carolina. Yeah. I uh, I could see either. I could see Belbita by by submission. That would be maybe my one one way I think Belbita wins is by decision. I think Carolina probably out volumes are on the feet if it stays on the feet, but then again, it's you know, it's women's MMA, a thirty seven year old versus a twenty twenty seven year old. How much analysis can you really do on that? At some point, whatever's gonna happen is just gonna happen because, you know, both these girls are changing so much. Carolina falling belbita could be getting better between every fight because she's 27 maybe she's not you know we just don't know and then there's just the women's mma aspect where things happen a little bit differently where close fights happen when they shouldn't and you know crazy arm bars happen when they shouldn't happen so we'll see i could see belbita submitting her though that's my one it's my one thing i could really really see if it's like a big number i might actually throw a few dollars on that yeah all right this is my boy. I saw him in him in Kansas City here. I had I had a couple hundred bucks on him when he fought. Um, it was Tanner Bozer in Kansas City, and I was freaking out when he won. So I own Kutalaba versus Felipe Linz, and Felipe Linz is thirty eight years old. Uh, he's on a three fight win streak over oh, Maxim Grisham. Ovent St. Prue and Marcin Prakniel. But I think Kutalaba is just going to go in there and fucking steamroll him. I think it's going to be first round, and I think it's going to be like Kutalaba does, where he just manhandles, manhandles this guy for you know 30 seconds and then punches him enough times to where he can't get up. And I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be dirty, and it's going to be violent, uh, and I'm going to be here for it. But I won't be betting Kutalaba. I saw him plus money last week, and I passed on it like an idiot. And now he's minus 145, minus 148. So I completely missed the bet. But Kutalaba's my boy, and I think he gets this one done. Uh, so that's that's my thoughts on this one. Are you thinking this is kind of to, to get him back on the right path? I'm off of that that's, uh, three losing streak skid at the win over Tanner Boser. You think they're trying to string him back to to get him kind of pushed um, in the rankings for? Yeah, I think the UFC actually likes Kutalaba. I think I think the UFC recognizes he's 29 years old, and the guy is is crazy talented and like supremely strong. Like this man is is a freak athlete. He's just real stupid. Like, if he gets in a fight that's even remotely close, then he's just real dumb. And he always does stupid stuff like, you know, completely use all of his ability in the first round and then just have nothing left come the second round. Or he'll do the complete opposite where he tries to conserve and then he just, like, doesn't do anything the entire fight. So it's really weird. He's, he's also – he's done a bunch of stupid stuff where he – like gets in a great position on top and then just does something really fucking dumb like one time he was almost in full mount and then he like went for a weird submission ended up on his back getting his face punched in and the ryan span loss was also just really dumb 
Um, he got guillotined by Ryan Spann in the worst possible way ever. Like, he stuck his neck out there. Like, imagine there was a dude holding a sword above me, and I just decided to, like, spin my neck out. Like, it was as bad as that. He just was was not even watching at all for a guillotine, which is what Ryan Spann does to everybody. He tries to guillotine everybody. So I'm not sure what Kutalaba was doing there. So I think that would be Felipe Linz's opportunity here would be if Kutalaba does something dumb. Um, but I don't know how I got on that rant. But uh, Tim, yeah, to answer your question, I do think this is probably the UFC trying to get him like a second win in a row, get him back back in the win column, and get him a little bit of momentum moving forward because I think they like this guy more than they let on. He's from Moldova, and he's a beast, and he's not 30 years old yet. So he gets a couple good wins together. They're going to be able to give him a top 15 guy and, and see how he does again because he was – on the fringe of those top 15s. He was fighting the Johnny Walkers. He was fighting the Ryan Spans, the Devin Clarks, the Kennedy and Chukwus. So, you know, the guy's got the talent. He just he just needs to string a few together. Yeah, so here's... I'm not, I'm not sure on this one, to be honest with you. And I don't know why the line changed from Linz to Kutalaba. Um... I just I have one of those feelings where like you said Kubitalaba's not the smartest, uh, smartest guy out there um, and he's coming in with the shorter reach I can I can see um, I can see Lynn's clipping him to be honest with you um, I, I don't think he fights smart to be honest with you he doesn't. He doesn't fight smart. No, he, he plays doesn't. that rope a dope, shit. right? Remember the rope a dope where yep. next thing you know they stopped because he thought he, he was a slick guy and turned around like he was was smashed. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Lens here, uh, probably by finish. Um, I can see him submitting him as well, so that wouldn't surprise me. But. At the same time, Kuzalaba can't come out um, like a madman and and knock out Linz um, one shot. But realistically, he knocked out Tanner Bozer. That's the best he's looked really since uh, when he fought Khalil Roundtree in 2019. So that's why... Um, I'm very curious as to why the line changed. I wonder what people know that we don't know. Especially when you're going against Linz, who's on a, a three-fight win streak. Granted, they're not the prettiest wins, but he is getting it done, has a better record. I think move Linz in the right, the right step. I'm curious to see. I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Linz on this one. I think it could be close. Uh, maybe I would take the under two and a half on this. Yeah, the, right now it says the under one and a half is minus one sixty. So the under two and a half is probably minus three hundred, sort of a deal. Let me look. Yeah. I'm probably just, I'm probably just gonna watch and and hopefully we get a good finish. Yeah, I, I could see Lens Lens getting it done. All right. Ooh, this is a good fight. I'm excited, uh, and I'm actually really intrigued to see how this one goes because these are two dudes who are 
both kind of you know extremely middling like both of them are kind of shitty and kind of okay at the same time uh but yeah alexander hernandez and bill algio tim do you do you have anything that's really calling your name to bet here no uh i i don't the only thing that i i would say is this fight goes uh the distance um that's the only thing i can i can really really think of i think uh billy algio he's what the slight favorite i could see him playing it out he's a dog coming off uh, a nice uh, submission over tj brown but tj brown really isn't you know um anything too crazy uh superstar wise before that he did lose to andre feely uh split decision he's got a couple decision wins um like does have a knockout over herbert burns but please don't be confused with herbert burns um and his his brother uh big big difference gilbert yeah, herbert's, is uh, herbert is so much better than gilbert yeah yeah that's definitely not the case <laughs> um then he's got a, a decision over brito and then he has a, a loss a decision loss to ricardo ramos where you have alexander the great he came out he came out hot i liked him um he had a tough one against uh Thiago moises uh he lost the decision a nice win over mike uh Frieden. It was a finish, but then he lost one to Moicano, and then Billy Q, which we all know Billy Q is a dog, and then he got a nice one over Jim Miller. First of all, Jim Miller is, he's got to be, what, the oldest, oldest, um, uh, lightweight? Dude, probably. He's at least 42. He has to be, right? Yeah. He's got to um, be. So, I'm not trying to take anything... I'm not trying to take anything away from from Alex Hernandez, but they gave you a guy, you know, that's not not nearly in the same age bracket as as uh, Billy. So I'm I'm gonna lean, man. I'm gonna lean on Billy Algio. Let's. I'm really curious to see how old Jim Miller is here. Um, are you gonna go with? Are you gonna go with? Uh, yeah, he's he's forty years old. Forty exactly. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. So I I'm gonna have to go with Billy Algio here, but this could be just a, a straight up dog fight. Yeah. I mean I feel like Algio is probably the side here. It's real tough though, because I think I think Alexander Hernandez has the higher ceiling, you know, between the two fighters. Like I think Skill-wise, he probably, at his best, is better than Bill Algio. But you just never know what you're going to get with Hernandez. Like, some fights, he gasses out first round. Uh, Other fights, he's got three rounds of cardio. You know, some fights, he has power in his hands. Some fights, he doesn't. It's weird. Uh, So I think Hernandez probably wins round one. And so I'll be I'll be watching for Algio between round one and round two if I can get him at decent plus money. You know if he if he gets manhandled a little bit and it's plus two fifty plus three hundred, uh, I'll be looking for Bill Algio between round one and round two. 
but I really, really think Algio comes on the second round and the third round and starts to piece Hernandez up a little bit. Hernandez at 145 is real sucked out. He fought at 155 for most of his career, and I think his last fight was at 145, or maybe it was, I can't remember uh, which uh, fight. He had to have fought at, I can't see. He Jim fought Miller. Billy Q at 145, too. It was Billy uh, uh, Q and Jim Miller that he fought at 145. Jim Miller was at 145? Well, I can't remember. Maybe it was just the Billy Q fight. I know Billy Q was at 145. I th- maybe he went back up for the Jim Miller fight to 155. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not really impressed with Hernandez's career. I thought he had upside when he came in, like when he fought Donald Cerrone, he had a lot of upside. Donald Cerrone obviously beat the fuck out of him. Um, but before that, I mean, he had a lot of skills. He was still a young guy. Now he's 31. He's 31 years old and he's not showing crazy improvements fight to fight. And Bill Algio's 34, but Bill Algio also, I know I'm going to get three hard rounds out of Bill Algio. I know I'm going to get striking. I'm going to I'm going to get defense. I know I'm going to be fresh come the third round. I know he's going to try to mix in a takedown or two if he needs to. And I know if he sees Hernandez tired, he's going to jump on him. You know, if, if he gets a takedown, he's going to jump on him and he's going to let things go. Hernandez, I have no idea. You know, I really don't know. So I'll, I'll go with uh, Mr. or Senior Perfecto as well which he fought in Kansas City as well when I saw him. And he started yelling in the mic afterwards, and no one could understand him. But he was yelling, uh, and he was he had that good win over T.J. Brown. So, Bill Algio, you know, give me give me a little bit of, of senior perfecto here. Minus 135, I can't be too mad about that. But like I said, I'll be watching for that after round one bet. Um, here's, here's, first of all, so... Hernandez always fought at 155. He went down that one time to fight Billy Q, and he got knocked out. Yep. So I don't think this is a good strategy for, for going down in weight. So the only thing that really pauses concern for me is I'm not 100% sure, but I don't know how long Billy Algio has been running his own camps. So if Billy Algio is running his own own camps and Alex Hernandez is over at Factory X I can uh, this is going to be a tough one man I don't like that for Bill Algio I do that's not like what, that that's what I'm saying so this, this is what I'm saying so this is one of those cards where it's like it's going to be a good fight I really don't know who has the edge you know now this is this is the like with the Nate uh, Maness fight and the the Lens fight with Kudalaba, these fights are going to be so close, man. I really, I really don't know. Yeah, like, like it's it's so close. The records are so close. It all depends on on how much um, Billy Algier put into his camp. You know, when you're in charge and nobody's, you know, who's who's pushing them? Is it himself? Who's keeping you accountable? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's it. Just I don't know. I don't throws know some more mud in the water. If it was honestly, if it was, if it was me, I would go. I would go. Um, I would take the plus money here, whatever it closes at. Um, see how weigh-ins look. 
I would just look at that. I don't think you can, you know, some people might might lean one way, you know. I do think it's big that Hernandez looked really bad in his only fight at 145. Because he did look, look really bad against Billy Q. Billy Q put it on him. Absolutely put it on him at the end of that fight. So I think that's that's something that, that matters quite a bit is when Hernandez did come down, he really, really failed. Like it was not small. It was not, you know, oh, he looked a little bit gassed. No, he looked sucked out and then he gassed hard. And the dude was ripped and muscle bound at 155. So it's crazy to me that he made 145 um, in the first place. And then we kind of saw what he gave up during that fight. So I feel like that's a, a another bad, you know, thing on his side. So it evens out. Again, we got Bill Alger running his own camp and then Alexander Hernandez over there cutting down 10 pounds that he probably shouldn't be. So weird yeah, fight. Yeah, you know what I think? Yeah, but here's the thing, too. I, I mean, if... Hernandez comes in and he's really socked out. I'll take Billy by finish. Um, he's he's he stays competing. This is his weight class. Um, he just had a loss in in grappling, um, but to me that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't bother me. That just means first of all that's a grappling competition. Um, you can't punch the guy. You can't kick the guy. Uh, but he's out there and competing, so you know he's in, in decent shape. Uh, yeah, give me Billy Algio. Give me Billy Algio by finish. I, I think it's going to be a, a good fight, but especially if Hernandez looks sucked out, I'll definitely throw a little on, on Billy by finish. Fuck yeah, Tim. That's what I like to hear. That's where I'm going, too. I'm going Billy Algio. Now... Now this next one. Oh, yeah, man, this baby. is a good fight. Uh, Drew Dober versus uh, Ricky Glenn. Um, I feel like I I feel like this is we need to get uh, Drew Dober back on track. Fans love him. Um, he's an exciting fighter. He puts it all on the line. Um, win some, you lose some. And unfortunately, he found out against uh, Matt Steamroller Frivola. But I think I think Drew Dober's going to come in here and, and he's going to beat the brakes off of uh, Ricky Glenn, to be honest with you. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm there with you. I think... I think Ricky Glenn, you know, three years ago puts up a good fight here because if we go to Ricky, let's go to Ricky Glenn's record here real quick. Uh, you know, back in the day, he was doing all right for himself. Um, he beat Gavin Tucker. He beat Dennis Bermudez. He beat Joaquin Silva. So, I mean, these are not bad, bad wins. And that was Gavin Tucker in 2017. Um so yeah, he was doing all right for himself. And fun fact, I actually saw Ricky Glenn fight when I was like younger because my my cousin used to do MMA and Ricky Glenn was at one of like our I don't know, local fucking cuz he's from Milwaukee and that's like 4 or 5 hours for me. He was at one of our local like fights and so was Chris Lytle. He fought too. Chris Lytle fought at the yeah. 
So like, but I saw both those dudes fight. Um, Ricky Glenn, though, the only way I found out because back then he was not like it was not some you know it wasn't Chris Lytle. Chris Lytle back then was like known, so everyone was like we're watching Chris Lytle. But Ricky Glenn was not known. Uh, but I saw his name like probably like three or four years ago in the UFC, and I thought, damn, that guy. That's not. That, I feel like I've seen this dude fight before. And for a while, I thought I just saw him on like a UFC, but then I remembered. And I went back, looked at the card that my cousin fought on that we saw, which my cousin got fucking kneed in the side until he's tapped out anyway, and then he never fought again. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, Ricky Glenn fought on that card, and it was pretty cool. But this fight here, uh, I do think I do think Drew Dober should probably knock him out. And the big difference is, even though Drew Dober is older than Ricky Glenn, Ricky Glenn, it feels like, is aging fast, and he's showing it in fights. You know, we saw some 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 bad looks from him. We did see him get on top of Grant Dawson and fucking almost kill Grant Dawson in that final round in his fight with Grant Dawson, which was was really really cool. And you know, we'll talk about Grant Dawson later. But for me yeah. here, um, I do think Dober probably knocks him out, finds that chin. You know, I think it's probably his second round. Drew Dober's kind of one of those guys where. He, he downloads first round, and then second round is usually when he starts to, to press the pace forward and, and really get going. So I think it's a get-back-on-track fight for Dober. I think he's going to get it done here. He, he fights out of Denver, so you know we know what camps he's in over there. And Ricky Glenn, uh, you know, Pura Vida BJJ out of Milwaukee. Uh, I wonder what sort, of, what sort of competition he's getting at that gym, but... Regardless, uh, Drew Dober's the pick. I won't touch the price though. That's one thing I won't be touching. Minus four fifty. No, no, you gotta take you gotta take Dober by by knockout. Um, and I think if here's the thing, he Glenn hasn't had a, a, a win since two thousand twenty-one. So he fought um, once in in two thousand. Uh, as you know, he didn't even fight. He didn't fight in 2022. He fought Christos uh, uh, Giagos, right, in January, April. So, and then he got he got knocked out. Left hook. Boom. Round round one. You. Um, and be- before that, he fought, like you said, he fought Grant Dawson. That was in October 2021. So, to me, this is kind of sending a, a lamb to the slaughter. Um, I'm definitely gonna smash um, um, Dober by by knockout. They love this kid. He goes out, it's an A show. He does not give a fuck, um, and I think he's gonna get rewarded for it. I think they're gonna give him this Ricky Glenn fight, knock him out, and then and then come on, let's see what's next. I mean, look, they got a guy that he knocked out is is headlining this card. Yeah. So you. They want to get Drew Dober uh, back on track, man. So this should be a slam dunk Drew Do- Drew Dober KO for me. Um, I guess see what the line is. I might have to take it Drew Dober KO, uh, maybe under under one and a half, um, something like that, or in the distance or under two and a half. So it might have to be a little bit of a parlay, but we'll see if we can get some plus money on it somehow. Yeah, I mean, let me see. I know him by knockout is minus one seventy five right now, which is pretty tough. But let me see what we yeah. Can... So if you, do it, 
yeah, you can you can put it with some other stuff and get it and get it uh, to plus money, even the plus one hundred five something like that. Oh, they won't um, even let me. They won't even. We can also yeah, do you, Drew Dober plus one of our other favorites, uh, and just throw a two a two person parlay out there and see what we end up with. That might be yeah. might be one of the legs for the, be, the lock. Like, that could be. Yeah, that could be one of the ones where it's a Kudalaba, Lens under two and a half, and a Drew Dober knockout. Yeah, I don't mind that at fucking all. Let me look at, let me actually look at, let me see here. Fight lines, under two and a half is minus 330 there, and then let's go put, let's go put Dober by knockout in there. Because I doubt this goes the distance. Let's see. Yeah, we get plus 105 there. You add those two together. So Wow. You would think I almost know what I'm doing. It's almost like you do know what you're doing, Tim. You should have you should have told me uh you should have told me not to bet the Giants last night. Giants, well, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's terrible. Terrible idea. To uh, be fair, hey. we did we did bank on Wondell Robinson, but yeah, that's that was that was a stupid stupid one that they put out there. Yeah, they're dumb as hell for that. All right, this is this is my boy. I love Alex Morono, um, and I hate Joaquin Buckley. But with that said, New I'm going to pick Joaquin Buckley here. What were you saying, Tim? Um, yeah, New Mansa. He goes by New Mansa. I hate. I don't, I don't what is that? What does that mean? Mean New Mansa. I don't know. I don't know what Mansa means. But it's new. That's it is new. Maybe he's maybe he's all new about this. But um, yeah, no, I like I like Alex Murno a lot. He's probably one of my favorite fighters. To be completely honest, he might be top five because dude looks like he you know does not belong. He looks like he'd be checking out your groceries at a grocery store and. You know, going home to drink some Mountain Dew and play Halo. But dude is a fucking killer. His lonely loss in his last five was Ponzinibbio. And he was beating the shit out of Ponzinibbio until Ponzinibbio caught him in the third round. So, you know, yeah. take that for what it is. Morono is, is an absolute dog. And I will be cheering for him tooth and nail in this fight because I love him and I hate Buckley. But I just I'm real worried about Buckley's athletic ability, Buckley's size here, Buckley's thickness here, and mostly Buckley's speed here. I think you know Morono is really really good when it comes to you know taking punches well and then grappling if he needs to. If he gets Buckley to the ground here, I think he probably submits Buckley because Morono is is a very very high level black belt. But I just think Buckley's going to be able to stuff any takedowns, and I think he's going to have the big power advantage on the feet. And honestly, uh, I, I don't want to pick Buckley, but I'm going to just because my logic is telling me to pick Buckley. But I'm going to be on the couch with a Modelo yelling for the Great White in this fight. Well, dude, that sounds fucking weird. Why is his name? Oh, it's a shark. Okay. Alex the Great White Morono will be my boy um, come Saturday night, even though... Uh, you know, I'm picking Buckley as the pick. Are you with me, Tim, or are you against me here? Um, I'm going. Here's here's the thing, and it's going to come down to that lovely MMA math that everybody thinks doesn't work. 
Um, if you look, um, Buckley lost to Amavov, right? Uh, Chris Curtis. Chris Curtis, I don't know what the fuck his deal is. Dude's um, insane that on might have been, That might have been his last win. Um... Uh, Chris Curtis's last win might have been might have been Buckley, but then he won against uh, Andre Fialo, who Sucks. I thought Andre Fialo was gonna was gonna knock out Tim Means. Tim Means beat the shit out of out of um out of Fialo, and then you have Rona who submitted Tim Means. So I think I think Morono can get it done. To be honest with you, I think the hype of of Akeem Bakley, his speed, his power, and all that—I don't think it's going to work with with Morono. Just for the simple fact that I think Morono is coming out of a for a, a tougher camp. Um, I, I think the gyms that he is out of—you got uh, Fortis MMA and uh, Gracie Barra, the Woodlands. I think those are phenomenal gyms. And to me, um, with him just losing to, to Ponzinibbio, like you said, he got caught. Um, but before that, he's got the sub over Tim Means. Um, he fought Semmelsberg, who throws fucking heat as well. I, I would be uh, willing to, to say that Semmelsberger's got pretty much this pretty, pretty close amount of power that Buckley has. And then you have a guy that is as grimy and gritty as Mickey Gall. He went the distance with uh, and beat him. Um, so I think I think Morono can get it done. I don't think it should be a minus two thousand favorite or two thousand minus two hundred favorite for uh, Joaquin Buckley. I think it could be more of a pick him. I could see Buckley minus one ten, but I think the all around skill set is gonna be. Is going to be better for Alex Morona, and really it's a, a so. whole nother. And I think it's a whole nother experience thing. Morona's got a lot more experience. Um, only being four years older, he does have about I don't know. Ten more fights in him. Ten more pro fights, uh, something like that. So I think I think Morona can get it done. He had that one loss to to Ponzinibbio, um, in his last five. Other than that, he's been pretty good. Uh, Buckley dropping one to Chris to Chris Curtis. I don't know. And then uh, a win over Andre Fialo. Fialo is kind of just he he imploded. He looked very promising. Um, and then once he got knocked out, um, he was over. that was it. it that 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 was a a wrap. Um, yep. He just gets finished. Now. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Alex Morono on this one, bud. Man, dude, I feel like I feel like uh, you know I'm trying to bias check myself because I like Morono so much, but now I really want to bet Morono. We'll see. We'll see. Come. I mean, you're talking, you're talking Joaquin Buckley. He was trying to fight. You know, he was saying, "Oh, is it Chomayev? He wants Chomayev, or was it Darren Till, or whatever?" It's like, come on, man. You're not. You're you're not that guy, pal. Um, and honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he gets if Morono uh, knocks out Buckley. Dude, I would love you know, that. Buckley, he's, he's um, 
he's six and four, right, in the UFC. So he's almost a fifty percent guy. Um, Joaquin Buckley is. So and out of his four losses, he's been knocked out three times. Yeah, bro. So he can get chin checked. I mean, Chris Curtis knocked him out. Yeah. I it sounds bad, and I don't I don't you know wanna wanna shit on Chris Curtis because he does have that power, but Chris Curtis he's not really he hasn't he Brendan Allen he stopped Brendan Allen and Phil Hawes in two thousand twenty one. Bro, you better be careful. He might he might come after you on Twitter if he finds out your name. Oh, I, don't, I don't give a shit. He'll show up at your door and, and Twitter finger you. He'd probably type in his notes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you, little boy. And then he'd show it to you. No. That's all he knows, dude. He tweets so much about how much he hates people and like just like randomly yells at people on Twitter for no reason. It's insane. Like Sometimes I turn his post notifications on after he fights just so I can witness how crazy it is. Because he gets on like, uh, yeah. like 10 minutes after the fight, just fucking like angry as hell. And then he deletes them all 20 minutes later. Like after the Jack Hermanson fight, he was he was on there with like 10 tweets in like 30 minutes. It was so funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you can't take any of that stuff. People just say shit to get a, a reaction. He could win and people would still complain. Uh, you know, it, I deal with it all the time. I, I had a coffee bet with a guy. Um, oh, you better fuck right off right now, Tim. You better fuck right off. A stoppage. A stoppage my ass. It was a technical knockout, a TKO to be He did exact. not, dude. I mean, if he TKO'd him, then when I broke my ankle in high school, you TKO'd me from across the world. That was the same yeah, type well, of shit, dude. That's insane. Well, maybe... Maybe you owe me a coffee for that one as well. That's so. F- then Connor got knocked out in the second fight to Poirier. How about that one, Tim? No, that was that was a doctor stoppage. Uh, dude, so was this one. No, it wasn't. You're you're psycho. No, you're a fucking psycho. He fell down because his ACL broke. Um, but you know, let's let's move on because I'm gonna get another coffee. I'm gonna get a bag of coffee off of you when Gus Edwards runs for 500 yards. He's already halfway there, so you better get that bag of coffee ready. Oh yeah, he looked good last game. Dude, he's balling. He's at like 250 yards, and we're only five weeks in. You're fucked. I'm gonna be getting a straight up bag of beans from you. Uh yeah. Well. With the 30 carries that he had and the 40 yards, I, I feel pretty good. <laughs> Bro is aver- let me let me do the math right here. Bro is averaging five yards a carry here. Let me look at this. Let me look at this. 200 divided by 44, 4.6 yards a carry. That's not bad, Tim. Yeah, but now he's going back down to like fourth on the depth chart because Keaton Mitchell. I don't want to hear that bullshit. Gus Edwards is the man. And then they're going to trade for for JT. That's not happening. That is not happening. I'll send you a picture of the tip of my penis if that happens. Well, this just got crazy. A little bit. All right, let's move on. Um, Joe Pfeiffer. So here we go. Body bag. Joe Pfeiffer. Who do you got Um, here? Yeah, versus... Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Um, 
I've been wanting to fade Joe Pfeiffer. I I don't know why. I want I wanted to fade him against uh, GM three, but he beat the shit out of GM three. Yep. Um, I don't I don't think this is uh, a place to to fade him. Um, Abdul, uh, he's he's hasn't had the best of 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 goes. Uh, granted, he does have a win over Claudio uh, Ribeiro. Um, he stopped him, but he lost to Joaquin Buckley, and I just shit all over Joaquin Buckley. Um, so I really, I, I really can't go. I can't go with. Uh, the fade on Joe Pfeiffer. Yeah, I think Joe Pfeiffer will knock him out. I think it'll be another quick one. This one could be, you know what? This could be a Pfeiffer, uh, Dober, uh, both of them uh, by knockout under under two and a half. Um, you got a 27 year old kid that's hungry, uh, wants it, um, climbing the ranks pretty fast, especially with that win over GM3. That really uh, kind of surprised me and made me realize, oh shit, maybe this kid is legit. Um, where you're going against, uh, uh, Razak Al-Hassan, 38 years old, he's kind of coming to, coming to the end, um, I think Joe's, I think it's going to be an easy one for Joe, no questions asked, he just gets him right out of there, um, I do like the Fortis MMA gym though, for Razak Al-Hassan, but I think, I think it's just going to be too much for him. Yeah, I mean I'm on the same page here. I think I think Al Abdul Razak Al Hassan, you know, skated by in his UFC career. I don't really think he's very good. And Pfeiffer, you know, young, coming in ten years younger. Well, actually eleven years younger. So I'm all over Pfeiffer here. Uh, I think I think Pfeiffer by knockout is a really good bet. And I think we could add him to that. I just let me let me put this in real quick. Here we go. All right, so. We had that Kutalaba under two and a half, Dober by KO, and Pfeiffer by KO. Add those three together, you get plus 225. It's not a bad bet at all because I think Pfeiffer wins by knockout. Dober probably wins by knockout. And then that, that Iron Kutalaba fight definitely going under two and a half. So those three together could be could be absolute money because Pfeiffer, we've seen the power in his hands and we've seen you know he's he's strong. He's good if it gets into the the grappling realm, and he fights out of Philly. So, you know, this is a good fighter, I think. I think it will be, like you said, a time to fade him in the future. But Abdul Razak al-Hassan fucking sucks, and I don't think he's the guy to use as a fade, even if he comes out of Fortis MMA, which isn't a bad gym. But, uh, you know, I'm all on the Pfeiffer train here. He's also, you know, taller, longer reach. We know Pfeiffer's. We know Pfeiffer is is you know UFC caliber because he knocked out GM three. If he didn't have that knockout, I'd be thinking twice about this fight. You know, if this was the fight right after his UFC debut and we did not see the GM three fight, then I'd be I'd be thinking All right, maybe I throw a little bit of money on Al Hassan by knockout. But um, yeah, Pfeiffer Pfeiffer all day here for me. Yeah, it's not time. It's not time to fade. Uh... To fade Joe. Trust me, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on it when it's when it's time. Yep. We're about to talk about fades in the next fight. Uh but we'll we'll keep Pfeiffer in the back of our mind. We'll 
we'll scope him out and we'll have him in the sights when time comes. If he gets like a top 15 guy, top 20 guy, that's when I think the time will come. I don't think he's I don't think he's really built for that top 20 of the division. Yeah. Oh man, is it time for the main um, event? It is. I'll um, let you start this one off, Tim. You can you can give us your thoughts, your opinions, and everything you want to say about it, and then I'll I'll go on my rant. All right. So we have uh, for the the main event, Grant Dawson uh, versus Bobby Green. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe um, when Grant Dawson beat uh, Demir. Is Magulov. He called out that he wanted to to headline a card. Um, that is fantastic. Went off some beautiful wins. You know, he's got a pretty clean record. He's got a sub over Mark Madsen. Um, he's got a sub over Jared Gordon. Um, Ricky Glenn, he went to a majority draw. And then he's got a knockout over Leonardo Santos. I mean, he's on the right track. You know, Demir Ismagulov. I like Demir Ismagulov. But Demir Ismagulov is talking retirement. I think he might be retired. Right? Doing phenomenal things. You know, one of my favorite words. Phenomenal things. Right? But now you're fighting Bobby Green. So now is really not the best time to... To be saying, oh, I want the I want the title or not the title, but I want the main event. Uh, I want the spotlight. Because you have to be careful what you wish for. They're not going to give you uh, a Jared Gordon or uh, Ricky Glenn or uh, Leonardo Santos or Mark Madsen or Demir Ismagulov for that matter as as a main event. You're drawing Bobby Green, who just had a, a submission victory over Tony Ferg, right? Nobody saw that one coming. Before that, he fought Jared Gordon. I think, honestly, he would have beat the, the shit out of Jared Gordon, but they had the head clash. Um, before that, he got knocked out by Drew Dober. We already know how that fight is going to go with Drew Dober um, before. That was just, you chuck him and, and see whoever comes out on top. And I think that really made an impact on how Bobby Green um, fought his next two fights. Uh, before that, he fought Islam Makachev. Took it, short notice, didn't give a shit. We all knew what was going to happen with that. And then before that, he's got a, a nice win over Nasrat. My whole thing is even though there's a big gap um, in ages and also um, in records, uh, Bobby Green is the A-side, man. He is legit. Um, he's tough as hell. He doesn't give a shit. He's going to go in there. He's going to fight smart. Um, he's not going to be intimidated. He knew he didn't stand a chance with uh, Islam. He, it doesn't make a difference. He still went out there and competed. He knew Drew Dober was going to chalk him. He decided to do the same thing. And then once he got... Uh, knocked out by that one, I think that real he realized that he had to be more calculated. I think he would have won a Jared Gordon fight. Um, 
but we know that got stopped. And then I was impressed uh, with the Tony Ferguson fight. I thought Tony looked good um, in the first round. Um, and it's it's tough because there was the the eye issue. Um, he did Tony did drop um, Bobby in that first round, but I do think that that Tony is still a, a tougher fight than Grant Dawson. And then to submit Tony, I don't see this this going well for Grant Dawson. I think I think he's gonna get beat, and I would like to see um, with with. Dawson fighting somebody of this caliber. He hasn't fought anybody at this caliber. Uh, this much pressure on him. So I'm going to go uh, Bobby Green, and he's he's a pretty good-sized dog, which I like, and I'm actually very, very surprised. Yeah, dude. All I got to say is fuck yeah, Tim. I thought you were going to be on the Grant Dawson side of things here, but... But fuck yeah. I said we were talking uh, about a fraud check here, and I have been wanting to fraud check Grant Dawson since that Mark Madsen fight. I watched all of his UFC fights. So I saw, let's go back and, and look at all of his UFC fights. I watched uh, him versus Julian Arosa. Fine fight. I watched him versus Michael Trezano. You know, he looked good. Derek Minner. Derek Minner, what the fuck is that? Also, he was training with Derek Minner. And also, his coach got caught fixing fights after the Derek Minner situation. Yeah. So what the hell's going on here? And it's teammates fighting each other. His coach got caught fixing fights. You know, maybe they just said, everyone, you know, we're going to throw uh, 500K combined on the underdog here. And then whoever the underdog is is going to win. Everyone's going to get paid. You know, who knows? Um, I'm not saying any, I don't want to allegate or make any allegations or any bullshit like that, but Derek Minner, first off, you know, fucking sucks. And second off, that whole betting scandal was crazy. Um, he beat Nad Nuramon. I don't remember that fight very well. Leonardo Santos, good fight. And then we saw Ricky Glenn. Interesting. He gassed out third round, almost got finished. I mean, hair on his nutsack almost got finished. It was as close as, as close gets. Yeah. Um, and then he went to a draw in grappling with Daniel Pineda. We all know who Daniel Pineda is. You know, interesting UFC career, but but nothing special. Jared Gordon, yep. he looked good. You know, nothing really crazy there. Uh, Mark Madsen knocked him down. You know, early fight, you know, first round, knocked him down. That's not something we want to see from a guy who's minus 450. That is not something we want to see from a guy who is minus well, 450. Not not for nothing. Um, when he fought Mark Madsen, he also missed weight. He came in over. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, and then Demir Ismagulov. I bet Demir Ismagulov there. Uh, and we talked, me and you talked actually about that fight before it happened. And, and you told me, you know, retirement and I said, you know, we're fraud checking Grant Dawson here. And you said, nah, retirement. And I, I mean, I, I still went forward with the bet. And then, you know, the retirement thing was real. Demir looked very, very not himself in that fight. Uh, but Bobby Green is a different story. Demir, you know, that whole retirement situation, I kind of jumped on the wrong horse. It's the same thing as the Joe Pfeiffer where I said, you know, this isn't the spot to fade. That was not the spot to fade. 
But now we have Bobby Green, a guy who fought Islam Makashev four fights ago. Uh, a guy who's been fighting the Drew Dobers of the world, the Tony Ferguson's of the world. You know, he has a win over, over Nazrat, who looked good in his last fight. He also has a win over Ally Quinto. He has a, a win over Lando Venata, Clay Guida. He was in with Rafael Fiziev in a very close fight. Um, you know, so for me here, I think, number one, it's Grant Dawson's chin. The fact that we've seen him get hurt multiple times in the UFC to lower-level competition. Mark Madsen, that guy's a wrestler. That guy's a wrestler who has learned striking the past five years of his life, and he's not a young man. So for him to knock down Grant Dawson is a big red flag. And then for Ricky fucking Glenn to almost finish you in the third round, I mean, you might – we don't know. We might have gas tank issues, and you might have chin issues. And add on, this is a five-round fight. This is not a three-round fight. This is a five-round yeah. fight. And we saw you gas out in the third round against Ricky Glynn. I'm all over Bobby Green. I bet him – I think I texted you, Tim, like a couple weeks ago, maybe even like a month ago. I don't know. And I said, I'm betting Bobby Green. He was plus 270 at that point. I bet Bobby Green plus 270. I bet Bobby Green last week at plus 300. And I bet Bobby Green today put another 300 on him plus 325. Uh, and I'm riding with it. I am absolutely riding with Bobby Green. It is, we've had three bets this year from me uh, where, you know, Tim, you were on board with them and we cashed. Sugar Sean, we lost tied to Avasa. Those are my two biggest bets. Bobby Green has become another one of those big bets. And I'm psyched for him. I really think he can knock out Grant Dawson. And I think if Grant Dawson takes his back, you know, first, second round, I think I think Bobby can survive. And that's the other thing I was really looking for is I went back and watched Bobby Green and I wanted to see when he grappled. And I think he's going to be able to survive Grant Dawson's ground attack for at least a couple rounds to be able to get back to his feet. Uh, the other thing, too, is, is Bobby Green has 75% takedown defense. So Grant Dawson... If he goes out there and lands five takedowns on five attempts and then submits Bobby Green, you know, I'll be the first to come out here and say I was wrong. I'll be, okay, I was I was real fucking wrong about this kid. This kid is legit. He's a legit wrestler. But Bobby Green, you know, I feel like he can make this difficult. And if he just stuffs, you know, one takedown in the first round and then gets taken down and then stuffs two of them in the second round and then gets taken down, he can give up two rounds and end up winning the fight by knockout in the third, fourth, or fifth. You know, I really believe in him from a decision perspective on the feet. The only thing that could happen here that I think would Bobby Green would lose the fight is if he gets controlled for the entire fight. Um, you know, or if he gets taken down like three rounds in a row and then gets choked. So it's a really binary fight, as in on the feet, I think Bobby wins by knockout. On the ground, Dawson probably either skates to a decision or... Uh, ends up you know getting his sub late in the fight but I just don't think it's going to be easy for for Grant Dawson to do that and I think Bobby's probably going to be able to find his chin honestly it could be very early or Bobby's going to be able to extend it and find his chin once Grant Dawson's takedowns don't come as easily because we know takedowns you know the reason that Shamayev is so dominant is because he always gets those early takedowns and he's so good at finishing once he gets on the top once you get into the second, third, fourth, those takedowns, they just gradually get harder and you they, they wear on your gas tank more. 
And I just, I mean, I'm all on the, the bandwagon of Grant Dawson does not have that gas tank. And so stuff a couple of them. And I think Grant Dawson is going to be a fish out of water. And Bobby Green is going to be that slick boxer that we know. So I'm all over it. It's my third, my third, you know, we'll call it a max bet of some sort. It's my third big bet of 2023. And plus 300, I couldn't be happier on the price. I was expecting when I looked at this fight to see Bobby Green like plus 150, plus 180, that sort of a, a price. That's my rant. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's the the pedigree that Bobby Green has gone up against is um, is much uh, steeper than Grant Dawson. I really don't know. It must be just the the record where they're getting Grant Dawson minus so much money, um, the odds minus so much of what they are, because he's not. He's not a minus three ninety. He's he's not he's not not him. Um, he does have he he's got the the sub over Gordon and Madsen, right? Um, Ismagulov, um, he went the decision with right, but Derek Manor he got a sub. I don't, I don't know, dude. I, I really think, I think Bobby Green is gonna be too fast. I think Bobby Green is gonna be so fast. Um, even if he's seven, he's gonna be much faster. Yep, I agree, completely, completely, completely. Uh, are you, are you feeling this as dog of the week? I think so. All right. I think yeah, it's I'm just the experience, down. and it's the experience. Yeah, it's the experience. It's um, the people that he's he's fought. I mean, I mean, realistically, where do you think they're coming up with a three nine minus three ninety favorite for Grant Dawson? I think it's because they greatly overvalued is Magulov in that last fight. And I did as well. I fell victim to it because Ismagulov was one of those guys we thought could be a title contender. But then there was that weird thing where he retired, said he had a bunch of health issues. He was like flinching during fights, like involuntarily, if you remember right. He kept like his face wasn't working. He kept like doing the weird thing. And yeah. the, the ref almost like stopped the fight at one time because he like was staring at him because he was doing it so much. So I just wonder, you know, what was going on there, if it was some CTE of some degree or just what was happening there health-wise. But I think everyone kind of expected Ismagulov to be the same fighter that he was before all that stuff happened. And then he came out and he just really had no answer for the back take. Um, and so it was obvious he wasn't the same fighter that, you know, went toe-to-toe with Guram, went toe-to-toe with, if I remember right, um, Armin Sarukian. Let me go look just to make sure I don't want to be talking out of out of whack here. It was either, yeah, he beat Tiago Moises. Uh, he he went toe to toe with Armin Sarukian and lost that fight, but still looked good. So, you know, we had a an absolute you know crazy good fighter on our hands, but then the mental aspect just went. But I think yeah. the betting community now in Vegas 
is taking Demir for what he used to be versus what Dawson actually fought. And so that's why I think the the line is so heavy right now. And also, people really, really like to bet on grapplers too. Everyone likes to bet on a grappler because they know what they're going to get. They know what you're going to get out of Grant Dawson. He's going to go and shoot you know, five takedowns in the first round if he needs to. He'll go and shoot 10 takedowns in the first round if he needs to to get a takedown. And so everyone really likes that. So pair those two things together, and I think Vegas is very happy to you know, make this dude a huge favorite, but I just think Bobby Green's going to spoil that for him. Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. Um, I'm excited, though, uh, to see Bobby Green. I'm not I'm not a huge Bobby Green guy. Um, Same. I kind of hate him, to be honest. Uh, I mean, hate's a, a, a strong, strong word, but um, – I'm not a huge, like I said, I'm not a huge Bobby Green guy, so that's why it's it's. To see the odds at what they are against him. Think that he should win it pretty handily is is a little crazy, um. Like I said, I I think he can get it done. Yeah, I'm in the the exact same. Exact same side here. And then I mean, couple weeks think? we got Charles Oliveira. Yeah. Man. Yeah, what's um oh next week's card is kind of eh. that that's that's gonna be kind of a funky one. Um, really not not too pumped, but after not having any fights last weekend, um, I'm excited. Uh, I shouldn't say not any fights last weekend. One was on. Um, I got to watch Stamp Fairtex uh, <laughs> win, but um, but and then we had that Canelo um. Charlo fight, which was absolute dog shit. Yeah, dude, fuck, fuck Charlo. That was not even. That's much a of show effort. up. That's a show up. Get paid and and go home. Um, that that was kind of uh, kind of disgraceful, you know. Um, I agree. Watching it as as a fan, I mean, he still got in there with Canelo, which is more than more than we'll ever do. Um, but to have that much hype and and to talk so much, how you're gonna put it on somebody and then go in there and not even, you know, it's one thing when you you take the loss, right, and, and you're you're getting beat. But it's another thing to go in there and to not even fans make it look like you're even trying like you don't even want to be there if you don't want to be there then then you shouldn't have taken the fight that's my my opinion on it but yeah it looked that goes like he with, just, with everything it looked like he just didn't want to take any damage and so he just like didn't try anything and canelo was just ripping yeah. the body and walking him down just looked bad it, it was if you don't want to fight, don't fight. I don't want to watch somebody fight that doesn't want to fight. So that's that's the tough part. But it is what it is. It was a decent year for, for boxing. And I think what we're closing out the year with uh Fury and and Usyk which is gonna be which is gonna be awesome. I'm I'm pumped for, for that fight. That's a great fight. That'll be so much better than Fury and Ganu. Yeah, I don't that is crazy that that they're scheduling that fight in literally 
two months after. Yeah, bro. Fury doesn't give like, a fuck. He said, I'll go out there and knock out. Yeah. He's Dude, he's going to actually knock out Nganu. Like, actually beat the actual breaks off of Nganu. I'm talking, like, life-changing yeah. beating, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think... Um, I don't think it's going to go well for Nganu. I mean, I think we just need to understand that that Nganu, who hasn't even been training uh, MMA that long, is going to go up there and, and fight the uh, number one uh, heavyweight in boxing in the world. Yeah, man. Seems a little fucking, seems we, a little fucking stupid. We've seen that fight uh, before. We saw Fury take on you know a, a new-to-boxing power puncher with ungodly power. We saw him fight Deontay Wilder twice. Maybe three yeah. times. I can't fucking remember how many times it was because I hated it every time. The first time, Wilder caught him. You know, caught him in that that one of those final rounds. But Fury got up and then you know won the fight. The next fight, Fury actually almost killed him. Actually, almost caught a body. So I feel like it's just going to be the same thing. We're going to see uh, Fury just pace and keep his range. He's so tall, and Ngannou's just going to get his face jabbed off and be bloodied up. And eventually it's going to be either the corner throws a towel in or Nganu just shells up against the ropes and ref calls it. I feel like that's it's just bound to happen. Like it's just levels. It'd be like it'd be like a professional NFL player being like I'm going to come over and and fight a UFC fight. You know, it's just two different sports and MMA fighters are not going to win boxing matches. It's just not going to happen. So it's weird. It's very weird yeah. to me. But yep, and then also um, on Saturday, I'll, I'll record it. Um, Bellator three hundred. Uh, Who's fighting? Usman Nurmagomedov. Usman Nurmagomedov is fighting uh, Brent uh, Primus, and Ooh. Chris Cyborg's fighting Kat Zingano. So that should Chris should beat the shit out of Kat Zingano. Um, and then you have a couple other fights on there. Liz Carmuch is, is fighting. Is Pico fighting? Malema. McFarlane, uh, Aaron Pico? Yeah. Um, I do not think so. I do not think so. Liam McCourt is fighting Sarah McCann. Um, not this one. I do not know. Aaron Pico is not fighting on this card. He might be on the, um, 301 card. This is the big Bellator 300. I think he might be on 301. Yeah. They, they made some announcements. I don't I don't know what's going on with the whole Bellator thing. Um they're saying that the PFL is going to buy it, but I don't Yeah, they said PFL know, is going to buy it and then they said, "Oh, PFL is just going to let Bellator do its thing after buying it." I'm like, "Why what the fuck is the point then?" Like they're both just sinking companies. It's weird. It's weird that they would buy. Yeah. Bellator. I feel like it would be the other way around, but I guess PFL's got yeah, more traction. Yeah, but I'll tell than you what. Uh, nobody wants to see that bullshit anyway. Um, <laughs> Bellator three hundred one is is going to be good. Yaroslav Amosov versus Jason Jackson. Sergio Pettis versus Patchy Mix. Tatiana Suarez's uh, boyfriend. Um, Patricky Pitbull versus Alexander Shabley. Rafion Stotts versus Danny Sabatillo. Ooh, AJ that's McKee. a good fight. 
Yeah, that's a rematch. And then you got AJ McKee versus Tyrell Ford. Oh man, there's some good there's some good fights. They have some good fighters. They have a decent roster. They're just not doing the shows where keep them relevant. You know what I mean? Patchy Mix is phenomenal. Dude, it's just also so, painful to watch Bellator. It's so shitty stupid. perspective this is, of like filming how... and stuff. Production. Yeah, they, they just they have fighters that are ranked, right? Fighting fighting unranked people in the in the prelims. And then you get which are on YouTube. And then you get to the main card and it's it's fucking people that are like making for a debut that nobody nobody wants shit. Yeah. Fight, you know, you're staying up and you know, over here on the East Coast. I'm not I'm not trying to watch that. I wanna see these these good cards. We also you know, don't need like twenty prelims. No, this is another one. This this card probably got you know the Bellator 300's got sixteen fights on it, which I understand it's a it's a, I guess you could say their paper their pay per view, um, but you got better on the the prelims right you know featured prelims that they're they're going two two and zero oh. like those are the records yeah like. On this main card, you have you have uh, uh, right underneath the Liz Carmouche fight, which is a title fight. Lorian Lorraine Santos, who's six and one, fighting Jackie Cataline, who's three and three. What are we doing? Earlier, yeah. Bryce Meredith, four and zero. Miguel Kimblet, two and two. Those are his records. And you got, I mean, this is the only thing I don't like. I don't want to kind of go on a rant about it, but they're just not. They're not doing it the way um, where you're going to get the fans to, to be all in. I don't even know when they have these cards, to be honest with you. If, if I didn't have to, to look them up constantly to see if there's fights on, you know, there's no, they don't advertise. It doesn't, they need a good deal. I agree. Yeah, that 301 all right, card man. looks good, though. That 301, I'm interested in. I might actually watch that. Yeah. It'll it'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah. All right, man. This I mean, a couple weeks we're gonna be talking Islam, Charlie Olives. So I'm psyched for that. Next week I won't be around, so we won't have an episode next week because I'm gonna be in Colorado for my one year anniversary for the full week. Oh, fantastic. And if we're honestly, if we're gonna miss, if we're gonna miss a card, uh, I think that's one we can we can miss. Yeah, bro. Guess what? Guess what? My fucking wife did to me today. This was this actually blew my blew my mind. She said, "Isn't next weekend when we're gonna be in Colorado that big fight you've been talking about?" Because I I mean I I just kind of ramble sometimes about Islam Makhachev and Charles Oliveira because it's such an insane fight to me. Sometimes I'll just like mansplain it to her when she doesn't care, and I yeah. have never sprinted to UFC.com so fast. I got my phone out and I think I hit Safari in UFC.com in like three quarters of a second because if it was next weekend because we're going to be like deep mountains where there's no wi-fi where there's no cellular um so i was gonna have to plan a night to go down to the bar somewhere like drive 45 minutes to get to a bar because i'm not missing that shit live 
And then I, and then I was like, no, you just gave me a damn near heart attack, honey, because I thought I thought you were right for a second and that I was going to miss Charlie Olive and Islam Makashev. But no, nah, it's it's two weeks from now. So we're all good. Yeah, that's that's the that's going to be a, a there's going to be some some bangers on that one. And I'm, I'm pumped for that. Yeah, thank goodness. Because that would be terrible if she had to go to Colorado by herself. Exactly, man. If she had to go all by herself and on our anniversary, that'd be tough. Yeah, but you know what? This is what we do for for Charles Oliveira. We show support. Yeah, man. Bros over hoes, am I right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> as long as they're not, as long as they're not listening. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everyone who listens to this, and Tim. Thanks for for hopping on and talking some fights. Thank you, sir.